Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Living Room Logic This is Spread the Good, a weekly mini-series brought to you by Living Room Logic, where we talk about things like The progress to normalcy during the COVID-19 pandemic How important it is to be compassionate And answer questions from our socials at Living Room Logic Come find us to join the conversation Hey, welcome back to another episode of Spread the Good The last week has been quite nice, I think I think now that things are opening up, people are maybe (laughs) realising that they can go back to being who they were before and that we're getting so much back now that with the comfort that it's very unlikely to ever go back to the way it was, I think, at least amongst the people I've been talking to, there has been a big sigh of relief. And we're seeing that a lot, okay? And it's, it's reflected in the numbers. So let me just fly through the stats to bring everyone up to date, I suppose. This is as of Friday the 15th. So the case numbers are pretty steady. The seven-day average has been around 4.30, and we're getting a little bit more and a little bit less than that every day. Um, But it is important to say that the 14-day incidence is going down again. So it's gone down from the last calculation from 130 per 100,000 to 127 per 100,000. And that's good. The number of people in hospital has gone down from 126 to 111. Fab and ICUs have gone up a little bit from 34 to 39. But this is still a very good number to be in, considering that we were in a point that we had in the hundreds of people with COVID in hospitals. Uh, This week, we got above 2 million vaccinations done, which is a hell of a milestone. It's great. I don't have the exact percentages because of a certain... Uh, ransomware attack on the HSC that we're not going to talk about. But um, yeah, and of these cases, right, of the cases, the 430 cases last Friday, half of them were under 29. Uh, So 50% of the cases were in people under 29 and only 4% were over 65. Only 4%. And this is absolutely brilliant uh, from the perspective of the effect that vaccines are having. It's very, very obvious. And you can see in other places around the world, because like the UK and Israel are both in the 45 to 50 percent of their population bracket getting vaccinated. And we're seeing their cases continuously go down. So when will you get vaccinated? And this is some uh, rough guesstimates and some rough information, a rough idea of when you will get vaccinated that I, I heard from a little nefet bird, okay? So people above 50 should all be offered a vaccine by the end of May. Above 40 by the end of the second week of June. Above 30 by the end of June. And people over 20 by the third week of July, Okay. Now, it's, it, they're giving more time to get through all the people in their 20s. And this is because we're seeing around the world that once we get to this bracket, the vaccine uptake is dropped. 
And this isn't necessarily because people in their 20s are anti-vax or anything like that. It's more so that they don't see it as a necessity. It's not a, oh, I need to get that to keep myself safe. It's a, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it thing. And that's something that really needs to be circumvented. And you need to have that in your head going forward. You're not going to feel the pressure. Uh, you're not going to feel the pressure of needing to get vaccinated like people in older age groups. People in older age groups are all, well, very, very vulnerable to COVID. But it's really, really important to get vaccinated because you are not you are not superhuman. And COVID is a very vicious virus on your lungs. Um, even getting a small amount of symptoms and having a very acute uh, period of COVID will really affect your fitness, it will affect your health in a big way. And one in 10 people with a COVID positive end up with long COVID. And long COVID is something that really needs to be considered and really needs to be looked at. And the effect that long COVID could have on your life is much more significant than the effect it could have on someone older. The damage that it could do could have long-term effects on you. This is happening in your 20s. You will then have that damage in your lungs possibly for the rest of your life because your lungs don't heal like skin. It scars. So that is important. And I don't, I don't say this to <laughs> put fear in people. It's it more so to be informed. Don't think that just because you're not the, going to get hospitalized as likely as someone older that you won't go through a terrible time with COVID. It's not a nice uh, thing to go through. And we've all heard stories amongst our friends and family at this point. So what else is going on? I also heard a little bit about international travel, right? And international travel is the big thing going on with this is the EU di digital green card. And this effectively is a little card that you'll be able to get once you have both vaccinations. And this will allow travel for fully vaccinated people around mid-July. So you'll be able to go between countries amongst the EU if you have this little card. But this is for people who are fully vaccinated. So sadly for young people, this is likely not going to be ideal. It could go into August until we get our second vaccinations. That's just the luck of the draw, very sadly. However, however, and it is important to consider this, that quarantine hotels will still be a thing. As long as there are dangerous variants that we don't want to come into the country, there will be quarantine hotels to make sure that we're safe from them. It's not ideal. It's not nice. No one wants it. But it is doing a great job of stopping variants getting into the country. Okay. Yes, there are loopholes. We all know that there are, that people are coming in from the north. But it is a minority. It is stopping people from wanting to travel to Ireland. People go, oh, yeah, I want to go to Ireland. But do I want to have to go through the north first just to head into the Republic? Hmm. It's a lot of effort and it does put people off and potentially people who could um, be bringing a variant. In fact, they mentioned at the meeting as well that there were we, there were vaccine tourists coming into the country, uh, going into the quarantine hotels just so they could get vaccinated. And that's because Ireland's running a very open vaccination scheme whereby anyone who wants a vaccination can get it. It doesn't matter if you're working, you're on holiday, you're international, you're a citizen, if you are in this country and you are of the age group being asked and you can show an ID, you can get vaccinated. And that's lovely. I think that's lovely. And the thing is, is that this openness isn't really holding back the speed of the rollout. It's just making sure everybody can get vaccinated because it is such a minority that you're opening it up to in both the number and the societal treatment. So that's all good. The last thing I'll go through, this will be a fairly quick episode, 
um, is antigen testing. Ooh. <laughs> and this has been a huge thing this week, or the last week or so. The great battle between Tony Houlihan, the chief medical officer of the Department of Health, versus the uh, one <laughs> versus the German uh, supermarket va- uh, food chain, uh, who is in the right, who is not. And um, naturally, the answer is grey, and there's no room for absolutism here. There's no room for saying this person is 100% correct, this person is 100% incorrect, okay? But just to dispel some myths, because we, I did ask this at the meeting uh, when we, we got to chat to Ronan Glynn there, and he, he he was quite exasperated and frustrated because the Department of Health has invested a lot of money in rapid antigen tests. So the idea that they're anti-antigen testing is ridiculous, say he, okay? Uh, he gave an example that they gave 80,000 uh, antigen tests to meat plants, okay? So 20,000 a week for four weeks. And they came back for a status report after those four weeks, and the meat plants had only used 9,000 tests, where they found 14 positives, four of which were false positives. So, and then the meat plants just said, "Now nah, we don't want them anymore, we're not using them. Okay. Right. So that was frustrating, naturally. That would be a very frustrating thing. So they just have all of these antigen tests hand- lying around. Next, there was like the Galway outbreaks, right? And the thing with antigen testing is that you can do an antigen test, but positive, positive and negative still requires a PCR test afterwards to confirm, right? So during the Galway outbreaks, the HSC got offered antigen tests, but they decided to just run with the PCR testing instead because the PCR testing in Ireland is well set up, it is well funded, and it is much more accurate. It's the gold standard across Europe. And the HSE didn't want them. So the Department of Health has invested a lot of money in a lot of antigen tests, but the people making the decisions of whether or not to use them are declining them. And so then it kind of comes in of like, okay, why are they declining them? Uh, Let me talk about a quick study that came out of Liverpool uh, somewhere towards the end of last year, okay? This study was in Liverpool, and what they wanted to test was, can we test to free people? So people can do their tests, and it will help open up the country. And this was self-administered tests, just like the rapid antigen test you can get in Little. What they found was when they gave this to lab scientists, um, people who work in labs like myself, the accuracy was 78%. Okay, so... Their ability for people, lab scientists with COVID, to get a positive test was 78% accurate. Now, this was a, a test with over 90% uh, specificity, which is what Little keep um, singing the praises of with their 98.7% uh, accuracy. This is the ability for the test to detect COVID in people with COVID. But in the hands of a lab scientist, it worked 78% of the time. In the hands of a research nurse, it worked 71% of the time. And in the hands of someone who was just self-trained, who didn't have particularly any particular medical training, it was 58%. Okay, and then this result was reproduced in a second study where they just gave people with COVID these tests to self-train and self-administer, and the accuracy dropped as low as 49%. This this is problematic because this 98% that uh, we're all hearing about is coming from a controlled environment where they pretty much get people who made the test to know exactly how the test works to complete the test, 
put it through the antigen test and get the correct result. And it depends on their accuracy. Okay, it's like taking it's like buying one of Eric Clapton's guitars and saying this guitar can shred, and then giving it to the hands of anyone but Eric Clapton and being disappointed when it doesn't work as well. You know, this is the the person who administers the test is just as important. Another study showed that the ability for these antigen tests to detect COVID in symptomatic people was 80%. Okay, so that's pretty good. And this was in the hands of, um, you know, this this was done by people who understood the test, the test. So people with symptoms, 80%. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. And asymptomatic people, it dropped as low as 41.2%. And an, a second study to follow up on this found it as low as 34% of asymptomatic positive tests. Now, the problem with this is that the people most likely to spread COVID aren't the asymptomatic, but the pre-symptomatic. And the antigen tests cannot tell the difference. So the role of antigen testing here could give a lot of false reassurances. And that's the fear that, that Nefet have. They're saying that the likelihood of you getting this test wrong is very, very high. It's not easy to stick a cotton bud to the back of your throat through your nostril. It's not a natural movement to get an effective swab to then effectively run this antigen test. It's it's natural and it's been reproduced over and over again that people aren't able to be self-trained at this. And they are afraid of this self, uh, self-assurance self thing. And the way they're looking at antigen testing is that it's not a green light. If you have a negative antigen test, that's not a green light. The only thing that comes out of an antigen test is the potential of a red light. So on the off chance you get a positive antigen test come back, it's a red light. Otherwise, if it comes back negative or not, you haven't learned anything because you don't know if it's been done accurately. You can say you followed the rules perfectly, but I'm sure everyone else in the study also thought the same thing. But that doesn't mean they're not at all useful. Of course they're useful. Of course, if they pick up one case of someone who didn't otherwise know it, that has use. The fear here is the many more likelihood of people asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic who get a negative test and might not fully understand what that means. And it's important to remember that it only takes one false negative to be a part of a super spreading event to cause another outbreak. It's important and it's very, 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 very complicated. Okay, and like they're saying, it is complicated and you can understand their reasons to be against it. And I can understand the reasons to be for antigen tests. And there certainly will be more antigen testing in the future. The HSC are doing loads of trials looking at if they can use antigen testing on college campuses to open them up more effectively next year. And that's great. And they're doing those trials. If you go onto the HSE website, you can actually sign up to be a part of these trials to work with antigen testing in Ireland to see how effective does it work. And if the studies come back that, I don't know, perhaps people in Ireland are particularly proficient at antigen testing, then they'll probably use it more. But until there's more data you can see the argument going either way. And that's why some countries are using these tests, others aren't using these tests. And there's a lot to be critical about some countries that use these tests a lot without the data to back it up and with the risk that comes associated with it. Because people are looking at things like the UK and saying, sure, they antigen test a lot and they're doing great. Well, they're doing great because their vaccinations are so high. They're way ahead on vaccinations. And the UK, to be fair to them, have done a brilliant job rolling out their vaccinations. And we're seeing the things like that in Israel too. 
same record, and Israel has less antigen testing. So don't get mixed up in false equivalencies. Now, I haven't spoken anything about mental health this week, and I'm not. I'm going to leave it off this week. But I wish you all the best, and I hope everyone gets outside, and I hope everyone has a great time, and I hope that my 16-minute rant <laughs> about uh, the complexities of all of these issues is okay to listen to. I wish you the very best. Spread the good. This is the end of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time. If you're feeling generous and you're not completely skinned, why don't you give us some of your money? Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.